I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. Uh, once again, uh, your host Robert State for the new film releases uh, subcategory. Uh, this week I'll be reviewing uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, and I know this review is like about a week after the film. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I'll just be here to give you my thoughts on it. Um, I won't really be going into any like spoiler-filled detail or anything like that. Uh, I'll just be telling you what I think. So, uh, yeah, annoyingly, I didn't get to see the uh, first Avatar. Um, if you remember that uh, James Cameron episode that I did uh, last year, I watched like forty minutes of Avatar, or about like an hour. Actually, yeah, it was an hour. And unfortunately, I didn't like between then and now, I didn't manage to um, watch the rest of it. Which is really annoying because I was genuinely really enjoying Avatar um, when I was rewatching it. I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I kind of I like this at the time. Then I kind of went down on it, and now I'm sort of starting to come back round. And that's kind of how I was feeling about it. Um, and because I had that feeling in mind, I was actually kind of looking forward to Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, I was sort of kind of just game for whatever James Cameron was going to do, and I was w- wanting to judge it um like wet like well not actually not judge it like what like wait till the film to like properly judge it because i feel like um you know there was so much like kind of resentment built up towards uh cameron for seemingly you know spending time on films that people didn't care about uh you know or prioritizing you know like 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 te- like technical stuff over you know storytelling or, or whatever like like a lot of the stuff that was kind of banted around uh, after avatar came out um but i myself was thinking like i'm gonna go and watch him and whilst i'm not like crazy about the idea of him doing a few of these movies i do want to see uh how he maybe starts off this like next phase of his career 
um, or continues the Avatar phase. Uh, and upon uh, having seen Avatar Way of Water, uh, I can pretty confidently say that is the what I can say is that it's what I basically expected from an Avatar sequel, for better and for worse. Um, you know, I definitely do feel like the film. It, it like isn't that heavily interested in really 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 appealing to the people who didn't like the first one uh that, that's not to say that there's nothing that you could call an improvement but uh, like you know uh he doesn't like like cameron doesn't um you know go more subtle with this film uh he also picks an environmental allegory and makes it very very clear that's the point that he's making uh in the first one it was like environmentalism well it was environmentalism via like you know forests uh being like uh destroyed and like colonialism and stuff like that and in this one it's more about um you know whale and animal hunting and the oceans and animals in the ocean and all that stuff um so yeah and he goes about it with like you know no subtlety but you know like like who even cares that's such a an overused like critique of a movie to say that it has no subtlety so uh, has, bleh, to say that it has no subtlety because you know it's kind of like it's, it's like this movie it's like you know yes it's very very plainly like they call they go by a different name but these alien beasts are basically whales and it's kind of like you know if cameron really cares about the message then who am i to tell him that he's wrong for putting it in this film that you know is a sequel to a movie that already had a fairly environmental message behind it you know there's nothing wrong with that at all um what i kind of say is that like in terms of like the stuff that i liked that he kind of brought back um i quite like that he brought back the character of uh uh, quadrich um i think that's how you say his name uh uh, quadrich yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll just call him Cordrich. Cordrich, um, who was the villain in the first film, uh, he's brought back this time, and uh, it's in a fairly... Uh, like, I could basically believe it, um, the way that he's brought back, because he's brought back by being put in the body of a Na'vi. Um, and it's shown... And this is early on in the film as well, so it's not really a spoiler. And it's shown that he basically was like like recorded a video for himself and did this as a backup plan just in case he died which you know i bought you know i completely bought that um and when at the beginning of the film when they show humans actually returning to pandora to basically kind of you know get revenge on jake and like finish what they like 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 continue what they were doing in the first place in a sense um you know quadrich is among them in the film like the entire conflict is that quadrich is trying to like hunt jake down basically so that's what happens and then the film um you know kind of does devote time to slightly i i would say more humanizing this character than he was even in the first film because in the first film um whilst his character wasn't like completely evil there, there was something about him that was very very like over the top there was there was there, there was a very very extremely over the top quality to him in that first film, and that's part of why he was entertaining. But in this one, they kind of tone that down a little bit and try and even though he's in the body of an alien, try and have him be act a little bit more like a human being. Like he's still very evil and ruthless, but in this one, he um, via the character of a spider who was a human being that was like left behind. Um, Again, this is revealed very early on, so I don't consider this to be too much of a spoiler. But you know, if you do, then I guess this is me giving a spoiler. But that character, the, the like this, this like teenager, um, 
the sole human who is still adopt basically adopted by Jake is his son. And the film kind of um gives us this entire like kind of subplot about um uh Colonel Quadrich kind of like almost having a bit of a affinity for like his like you know like technically non-biological but still like his son basically you know the son of um like non-biological because Quadrich is in like an RV body but still technically his son and he still has the same feelings towards him as a father might do um and that was kind of interesting to see play out because it is left a little bit ambiguous and then at the end they kind of show that he actually like does care about his son so it was kind of cool to see that play out um as for the uh rest of the film um i think that like uh like you would expect it's uh very very well made um you know cameron really pushes like the special effects and the um you know scale of the film and you know like it's all it's all very very i mean it's good looking looks good on the screen uh the camera work is solid uh the sense of tone is very good um and what I mean by that is that the film, uh, like a lot of Cameron's work, is very open-hearted and sincere, and any humour in it is, for the most part, well implemented. Um, it's not even that heavily implemented. It's just it's decently implemented. Um, I think that the uh, quality about it that I appreciated the most was uh, the run, like how the runtime was handled. Um, this movie is actually surprisingly really, really well edited. Uh, the editing in this film is really like excellent um it actually keeps the film moving at quite a good pace to the point to where i'll even say that the film doesn't quite feel like it's three hours and ten minutes uh and you know i was kind of timing like to work out what act we were in and it basically lined up with you know like hour one act one hour two act two uh hour three act three you know and uh, the film uh, is paced quite well uh you know i mean the first like the like the prologue does is edited into to being a bit of a montage to kind of recap the stuff that happened between films um and the first act in general is a little bit quicker than the second and third acts which kind of slightly more take their time but i still found it very comprehensible uh i still found um there to not be like a huge amount of filler or lingering or or like scenes that went on too long or anything like that um i felt that there was quite a lot of like stuff in there that was you know important and did need to be in there um you know technically one problem i did kind of have and this was more so at the beginning of the film is that um and i didn't know for sure whether or not this was on every copy of the film but this but this was just in the version of the film that i saw and I think it's I think it's in the general version as well, but like the version that everybody sees. But uh, the frame rate of it is a lot higher than usual, and it kind of creates this like slightly jarring effect where you're basically seeing um, characters on the screen moving, and then they almost it almost seems like they're like moving faster than what looks normal to the human eye. Um, that's the best way of describing it that oh well that's the best way i feel like you could describe it um even though a lot of people describe it in different ways where they say like oh yeah well it looks like you're watching tv and stuff like that and that could be you know like that that could be a correct description but the way i describe it is basically it, it looks like you're watching a film that's like almost on fast forward you know halfway be- between regular motion and fast forward 
So um, at the beginning, that was kind of jarring. But then as the film went on, I kind of just got used to it, you know? Like, yeah, it would kind of pop in and out, and I would just sort of be like, okay, whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, all that that, that stuff I liked. Um, I did like the characterization of uh, Jake Sully this time. Uh, I feel like by pushing into him into more of a supporting role, which, like, by the way, a lot of reviews still say that he's the lead of this movie, and he's really, really not um he is basically he's, he's a supporting character this time and he's uh the father to uh you know his family of uh four children um and you know as a character i think he works a little bit better um he's a bit more um i, I don't know if i'd say like complex but he's definitely a bit more uh of like he, he's more of like this stern father who has to make a lot of tough choices um you know and it kind of ends up like the narrative sort of almost ends up focusing a bit more on his kids. Um, it focuses a lot on a uh, Loak and uh, <clears throat> the character that uh, Sigourney Weaver surprisingly plays, uh, which is character of a uh, Kiri who is um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation. We thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Again, who's the who's actually the adopted daughter of um, <clears throat> Jake and Natiri? Uh, but the difference is, is that she's actually like born from the Avatar body that um, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in the first one, Grace, used. Basically, now that might sound a little bit complicated, but when it plays out in the film, it's pretty, it's 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 fairly understandable and clear. And um, although the idea behind casting Sigourney Weaver as like a a teenage alien sounds really, really like kind of dumb and misguided, um, it works like decently well. Like she's not like she she doesn't necessarily sound or look so heavily like herself. Um, so she kind of does manage to become the character fairly well. Um, I felt the film in terms of giving like these characters characterization, um, you know, Loak, I feel gets the most amount of characterization. I feel like he gets the most to do in the film, uh, out of the family. And he does end up being a pretty, I, I would say a pretty decent lead. Um, and I feel like, uh, Kiri kind of has a, has a lot of good moments too, although there is one kind of annoying, bit where she basically like they, they kind of make a little bit of a thing about who her father is um which is you know unfortunately a thing that is teased in a certain scene and then they kind of plus out of it you know like they tease it in the middle of the film there's a little bit where she goes to the um 
basically what what is essentially like a connection to the afterlife in the avatar world and uh she sees her mother who is sigourney weaver herself and she actually asks who her father is but then it just kind of gets cut off you know like and i find that very very um like i found it annoying because it felt like the film was just sort of baiting it was just sort of baiting for us to be interested in that and to you know, ask that question and then leave the film wanting to answer that or wanting that question to be answered in the next film. Um, I would say that was the only bit of like sequel baiting that felt like incredibly forced. Um, like, cause, cause the ending of the film isn't, is a little bit open, but it's still, it's still decent enough as like still an ending that it kind of, it sort of works. Um, but that bit felt like, you know, teasing, that's basically what it felt like. It was it was just a teaser. It was a brief little moment for a teaser, uh, when the rest of the second act was actually clearly building to the third act. You know, much more clearly. Uh, that bit felt like a diversion. Um, it's probably the only scene that I would have gotten rid of personally. Uh, even if it gets a payoff in Avatar Three, you know, I just found it to be distracting. But anyway, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's, so there's a lot of those good things that I can say. Like one negative thing, obviously, but some good things. Um, you know, I found the film, uh, it was nice to return to the world of Pandora. It was good to see the different tribes of Pandora as well. Um, it was good to see the uh, the film uh, kind of like, 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 like do this world building in a way that felt very patient. You know, it didn't feel like thrown in or thrown together, you know, just sort of like it just went to another place and it kind of allowed us to see that environment play out and see like, you know, the world of this like new tribe and stuff like that um so yeah i did enjoy all of that stuff um but like in terms of any uh, other problems i had with it um personally i felt that the film uh the dialogue could often be, be quite cliched and uh, very awkward um there are a lot of lines that like you know are kind of stock and you know you recognize them when you see them uh not to mention i feel like the film kind of it does unfortunately play into cliche once again, uh, which to me is a bit of a disappointment because I feel like Cameron, you know, I think he should, what he should have taken from the first film was to avoid anything that felt, you know, stock or cliched. And I think it is weirdly enough. It's the stuff of like the, um, uh, the other tribe that feels the most cliched, uh, especially the stuff of like the kids interacting with the group it would like what like with this new tribe um because they feel it, it feels like it's kind of going through the motions of a lot of like coming of age stories you know like there are a lot of scenarios like you know the bullies picking on the kid and the you know like the picking on kids family member and the kid tries to defend them and the kid has to know not to like you know fight against bullies uh, especially if they're like on a side of like family that they're trying to earn the trust of uh the bullies play a prank on you know uh Loak as well uh, you know, there's a scene where, like, Loak has to kind of, like, lies to kind of, you know, defend the bully, so therefore the bully can kind of trust him, um, you know, and, and a lot of other things as well, you know, that are kind of familiar, so, like, coming-of-age stories and some stuff that just feels very reminiscent of, you know, a lot of different, like, war stories and stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, and also I kind of had, had a bit of an issue... Uh, I would say pacing wise, just with like towards the end of the film, um, it did feel, I, I, I knew that there were going to be like a couple of climaxes back to back cause that's just Cameron's style. But, um, right at the end, it did start to kind of 
go on a little bit too long and kind of drag out a little bit um at the very end i would say in the last like 10 15 minutes maybe um it's a shame because like the climax of the film is really really good like the third act the the action and the battles uh the tension uh the way that it kind of pays off a lot of things uh set up throughout the film um all of that stuff was really really strong and it made for a really exciting compelling third act i kind of feel like this year with films like uh top gun maverick and like nope and um a lot of other movies as well have had these just like very very engaging engrossing gripping strong third acts that have been the highlight of their movies you know of 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 their of their you know like oh yeah 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 of their films um and you know and this one is no exception this this movie does have a great conclusion um but again the very kind of the epilogue and stuff like that 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 feels a bit stretched out um so yeah but like yeah but you know it's not like it's not one of the best films of the year but you know it's definitely I'd say it's a decent companion piece with the first film. Um, it does, it still has things that do hold it back a little bit from being uh, one of Cameron's best. Um, but at the same time, it's not, it's not bad at all. Uh, I do feel like, um, although not quite Terminator 2 or Aliens, it's still a decent sequel. And um, it does have me a little bit curious as to see what will happen in Avatar 3. Um I know that there's like an Avatar 4 and an Avatar 5 plan, but I think that Cameron straight up said that he's not sure on whether or not he's going to actually be directing 4 or 5. Um, you know, if he wants to hand it off, then that's great. But personally speaking, I, I, I kind of think he should do Avatar 3 and then maybe just like have that be his own trilogy because, you know, there's no like... He's already got Avatar 3 in the can anyway, so he's directed both of these movies and Avatar 3 is going to come out in a couple of years. So personally speaking, you know, like, I don't think he should really stretch it out that much. I think he should just, you know, he's got that, he's got these two films, so he should just release them and just see what people think, you know? Um, You know, like, the one funny thing about Cameron is that, like, um, despite the amount of success that he's had as a filmmaker and the amount of dedication that he has, um, uh, he did recently, like, basically, like, he did something that, like, by all accounts should be a little bit petty where he basically um uh tested out the uh titanic like door um whether or not jack and rose could both fit on it he actually apparently got that like tested out um like i can't remember what it was i'm sure if you go online you'll be able to find it but basically he did some kind of test that uh would like measure on whether or not like would jack still have been able to live um and it came back negative apparently um now this was already the sub the subject of like a mythbusters episode where apparently uh they did do the test and it was found out that like no they couldn't have both survived um you know but i think cameron like just i i think he's, he was just tired of you know hearing that like people complained incessantly about that plot hole um i don't even think it's a plot hole um and i just kind of I feel like it's kind of nitpicking and it's really just like not being into the, it's being so not into the drama of the film that it then starts to wade into the territory of just being like, again, doing typical, um, you know, internet movie fan nitpicking where you're just trying to poke holes in, in the logic, you know, and you're focusing so heavily on the logic of like, you know, all oh, this seems like it could not be possible or it seems like it could be possible that they could have both lived 
when you know if you actually like do your research you could find out stuff that proves that oh no like that couldn't be possible you know what they portray in the film is pretty accurate and even if you take accuracy out of it it just works for the film so you know so yeah cameron was being a little bit petty in that regard because he really you know who cares i mean you know titanic's one of the highest grossing movies of all time an iconic movie so who cares but you know at the same time though i have to admit if i was in his position i mean i'd probably do the same thing you know i definitely i would if people were still bringing it up like 25 years later i just sort of be want to you know be done with it and just like debunk it fully once and for all so yeah i do feel like annoyingly the kind of online discourse surrounding cameron's films with the release of this film and with the next one and maybe four and five who knows i feel like it's not really gonna improve um i did see plenty of positive comments for this film uh but still some people didn't like it which is perfectly fine but you know um i just i i don't necessarily know if like if you didn't like the first one i don't know if you're gonna like the second one that much um i think if you like the first one you'll definitely like this one um i would say maybe like if you didn't like the first one then go into this one uh just with a bit of an open mind potentially um but yeah overall yeah overall it was decent it was um it was like three hours that i was perfectly fine to have spent at the cinema and uh yeah uh i'll be i'll be interested in uh seeing what he does next uh with this world so yeah uh next in the next like couple of months uh i'll try and come back and uh you know basically post uh actual audio reviews of you know movies of new films that i will have seen and uh hopefully keep you guys listening so yeah that's a goodbye from me see ya Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.